Hello and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Marina Gorski. And I'm Mick Jordan. And today we have two films we're going to talk about that are completely different. And very similar. Okay, just remember well, who's hosting. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm helping. Not that you need you any help, help. Because you're just so naturally good at it. Thank you. Carry on. <laughs> you're doing fine. Yeah, I know. Um... Yeah, I've lost my train of thought completely. <laughs> two yeah, films so two that are films, completely yeah. different. And they're great. They're Silence and Collateral Beauty. Let's start with Silence. Go. You have two minutes. <laughs> a two. Yeah, no, and go is all I'm getting as a prompt and introduction. And what did I think of it? Yeah. Well, I greatly enjoyed <laughs> it. Okay. Now, Collateral <laughs> Beauty. <laughs> I thought it was very good. Okay. And... Uh, I was wary of it because I saw it was two and a half hours long. And two and a half? It was fucking three hours long. It was two and a half no, hours long. No, we went into the cinema ten past eight. Trailers, ads, everything oh, yeah. like Dundrum that. That's has 20 the minutes. Ads. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, two and a half. 20 minutes of them before the film. So it was two and a half, two hours, 40 minutes, I think, was the length yeah. of it. And three, really. <laughs> all right. I, I sort of gather your opinion of it. No, no, on. no. Well... It was basically, I was afraid, God, this is going to be dragging so on. And it was tough going. I would don't think I would want to see it again. Maybe not for a long time. <laughs> but, I mean, the story of it is, it's basically Andrew Garfield. And what's the name of the other guy? He was in Rogue, or he was in Star Wars Yeah, I well. think it's something David or David something. <laughs> we can just go with David something. <laughs> the other guy, um, who was the dart in the last Star Wars film, wasn't he? The yeah. Evil film. Yeah. Right. Um, he and Andrew Garfield are two young um, Jesuit priests who go to Japan in search of their mentor, uh, played by Liam Neeson, who seems to have gone rogue. Yeah. Say, because it's and basically they're missionaries in Japan where Japan is persecuting anyone who's remotely a Christian. And they all yeah. they're and the whole team of the film is them their faith being tested. Would yeah. you say that's what the team? Yeah, of it their is? faith being tested. Yeah, well, yeah, I would say, and very. Oh, I actually liked the film very much. Okay. I have to say, visually beautiful. I was going to say yeah. that because I'm I'm watching out for this all the time now. Yeah, so am I. Yeah, uh, obviously. When I'm watching out, when I'm thinking of you going to see this, oh yes, Marina, I look you're going to like this. Thinking of me. Yeah. <laughs> But I Not did, I, did that as well. I did that as well. I was like, Mick wouldn't like this part. Mick, I, th- I think this is interesting. I do think of you as that. Anyway. Okay. Um, and I was very conscious of John there next to me while the film was Mr. Marine. Oh, me, oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> well, New Mr. year, Mar- new you. You're just <laughs> going to reveal identities. Um, I'm actually a man. <laughs> so. Don't rude. Sorry, carry on. So I was very conscious of John being next to me, not because, you know, um, he might not like the film, but because throughout the whole film, I just kept li- listening to him shuffle in his seat and go. <sighs> and then suddenly he just turns, is Liam Neeson going to be in this at all? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was in it at the start. <laughs> well, 10 minutes of it and then 30 minutes at the end. Yeah. But still, I can get why he, you know, we had a huge discussion after like not just argument over the film. Did John not like it then? No, he 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 thought it was no because this was actually the argument. He said it was too long. And Liam Neeson wasn't in it. That was why he went 
you know, it was deceiving because the poster had Liam Neeson right in the Well, they do. It. It's true. Every advertisement yes. has Liam Neeson all over it. And I can, like, I can understand why he was um, disappointed with it. But oh, we had a huge argument because, and now this is something I've noticed, and not because of John or whatever, but in people in general, when you're talking to people that don't study film like we do and don't have that kind of interest and will look... The riffraff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so our audience um, plummets to two. People don't have patience anymore. Now, there were loads of people getting up and leaving. Really? Yeah, so many of them. Now, this is Dundrum. So oh, you yeah. kind of I went to the lighthouse and yeah. no one go, dares yeah. leave there. Um. But like people just don't have that patience anymore and it, people go expecting um, deaths and gore and all of this. And, you know, I thought that the film was so beautiful in so many levels. Right. And, you know, it had so many meanings or whatever. And I don't know, people are just have that mindset of, of Hollywood expecting a certain amount of time in a film, a certain amount of story development. You know, it's just that kind of thing. And they can't take it when it's different. Now, John was very pissed off with the fact that Liam Neeson was in it. And he kept going on and on about saying, I can't believe Martin Scorsese used Liam Neeson's name. <laughs> and I was like, Martin Scorsese doesn't need to use no, he doesn't. anyone. <laughs> well, He's this fucking is Martin Scorsese. Well, that was my thought of it. I said, when I saw the trailer, they don't need to put anything up other than the new film from Martin Scorsese. Which, that's yeah, it. which was exactly what Christopher Nolan did. He yeah. just put a, f- a five second thing and then, a film by Christopher Nolan that got that was what I needed to see to to know that I was going to watch that movie yeah. and that's all you needed from him as well but I just thought it was hilarious the way he went on and on about how Liam Neeson was in it and we had a huge argument about the films Liam Neeson made which you know oh, right. well, Liam Neeson that's... is a great actor but in the wrong movies to me okay <laughs> and we compared Tarantino with Scorsese and all that and John got offended because I did that how dare you compare Tarantino to Scorsese <laughs> Which I was like, okay, I shouldn't have brought you then. This <laughs> 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 was gonna be like this, but I don't know. I think this is why he's become John now, not yeah. Mr. Marina Gorski. You're revealing his We're name, not his identity, anymore. his identity before he's discarded. Um, but I thought the film was beautiful, and that's why I think people just can't understand that, just can't get into the fact that it's art. Well, that's the problem. It's an art film. Yeah, and people are going in because it's much hyped. It's on mm. general release. And in fact, the very fact that we saw it in two completely different types of cinema, like Dundrum, which would have the ordinary, ordinary patronising as folk, but <laughs> just, just the normal cinema goer and are going in expecting an exciting, entertaining yeah. film. It's and the, this is a high art film yeah. and the lighthouse. Everyone stayed there for the whole time. No one even left to go to the toilet. No, it's but I mean, like, yeah, Dundrum, Dundrum, say Dundrum, Dunleary, um, sometimes the Savoy or whatever. They're mainstream just, they're, cinemas. Yeah, they're mainstream cinemas and they're cinemas that people nearby would go to because it's near them. Yeah. Lighthouse are people who love that cinema. And will make an effort. And for we'll They're going as a specific... Yeah. T- yeah. Like it's cinema going rather than yeah. Cinemaplex, I think, is why, why I love than, the Lighthouse yeah. so much. I would say I can fully understand why people would leave and why John would have that <laughs> argument because they're going in, quite understandably, with the wrong impression they don't yeah. know what they're expecting whereas I knew going in the length of the film so I knew if a film is that long and it's about a religious subject and it's Martin Scorsese who has done this before yeah. it's going to be slow it's going to take its time and it's a film about psychology and, and it's not only that emotion. about endurance that's the whole endurance point well. yeah. that's why it was what, which, so how long. much will you suffer yeah. for your God 
Which is why I have the note saying Marina. Yes. Because I was do watching it. Do not ask it. me what I believe. No, no, no. I'm not <laughs> going to do that, but it's related. Okay. So whereas I was brought up a Catholic, whatever religious beliefs I have now weren't really entering into it, but I could still understand the logic of it. Because the logic is that these people are tortured unless they renounce their faith. And the whole thing of if they just stand on this icon. Yeah. And I'm looking at it and says, just stand on the icon. Yeah. I bloody dance on it. And... But I want to get to my Marina note mm. where I just says, Marina, as a godless heathen, how did you empathise with that? I believe in God. All oh, right, sorry. <laughs> but but no, what I, I actually had a discussion about this with my parents later, um, after, like after the film, mm-hmm. um, which they didn't see. But still, my dad was brought up the same way, but actually much in a much. Um, how do you say it? stricter, much stricter, yeah, uh, environment at home. Right. It was really like Bible and believe every single word the Bible said, okay. like to the T. And, you know, so he and he's very open minded. I'm actually surprised how much he can be uh, understanding of other things. And he's not Catholic, like, you know, um, but he was brought up a fanatic Catholic. like that. And yeah, he was brought up like that. I think probably that's why. Yeah. Because he just couldn't bear it. <laughs> uh, but we were just talking about it and. The whole thing was Andrew. The only thing Andrew Garfield needed to do was fucking step on the thing, and yeah. he would have saved all those lives. Now that's where it. Co- what, that's when the discussion of religion comes into the thing, of your faith and all. You know, where is your God when that happens? Well, when, that's that's when, why it's called silence. Yeah, it's the when whole thing. all you can do, when when you could have saved all those lives, you know, yeah. what's the whole point of dying for your God? And letting other people he, die for it. Yeah, and he was just, calling on them yeah. to do it. to th- and, it, and on the basis of their lives were worth more than sacri- their lives. They shouldn't sacrifice their lives for his faith yeah. that he converted. But he couldn't bring himself to it. And you could see him wrestling with it so much because he was saying it was all right for them to do it because they weren't inured in it the way he was. This, this was that's what I love about him. There's so much debate in your yeah, head. Because yeah. you're going, but of course you would do it to save them yeah and all this so what like if he was to renounce a god it's not actually doing any harm to god yeah. you would think it's only going to do harm because to if, him so why yeah. not sacrifice but himself exactly and if god is that kind of <laughs> person but is that kind of uh forgiving forgiving and god. yeah loving god and put you on earth for a reason or whatever you know, I don't think he'd be offended. No. <laughs> if that, you know what I mean? Because you're there and you're trying to save other people. Yeah. And the thing is, it's the self-sacrifice as well. Why can't he step on it to, so that the others don't have to and say, you know, I'm going to sacrifice myself and faith-wise and step on it so that you guys don't. It was so, so selfish. Yes. And but all that, this, you that's know. It, that, that's what's wrestling in your head the whole time yeah. because he is debating that in his mind as well. Is he being selfish? Or is he doing the right thing? Because is he saving their souls by setting an example? Because yeah. all the way through there is that. He's giving an example to these people because the belief that they have all there is that this life is completely irrelevant. It's all about afterlife. And therefore, you destroy the afterlife if you renounce God in this life. So that's why they say your own life is worthless when you're compared to your soul. And it's very hard to get into that frame of mind well, yeah. to a certain extent now and into his not seeing that because we're just too logical now. Yeah. Whereas then it was to be all and end all. Everything yeah. was religion and then yeah. everything else was subsidiary. And they did believe that if they did that, you know, God wouldn't forgive them. They would rot in hell. Yeah, they yeah. would burn in hell for eternity. Um, but what I was actually going to say now, changing a bit the 
getting out of the religion thing. What did you think of the choice of the actors? I didn't like Andrew Garfield as really no. And do I, you like it? Do you know him from other things? Yeah, Amazing Spider Man. I think right. I've seen him in a few other things. I can't really remember. He exactly. was in Never Let Me Go. Did you see that with Karen Knightley and Kerry Mulligan? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's the one where they're all organ donors. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I thought he, I thought he was excellent in that. I thought it was an excellent film. I think he's a good actor. Yeah, no, I do. But the thing is, he, him, himself, and um, David something. <laughs> Davidoff. They had to put on an accent because they were were they Spanish? I think. I think they were Portuguese. They were Portuguese, yeah, because the year man was Ferreira. Yeah, okay, but um, that that accent was gone at some point of the film they weren't yeah. they didn't have that it, 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 it would it come came and, and went it, yeah and you know especially when they were very um, when it were very dramatic scenes intense scenes or whatever it kind of was lost I don't think they did it very well it seemed really put on kind of you know that yeah. kind of forced kind of way uh, I don't know I just didn't like that very much and as I was arguing with John later Liam Neeson's part anyone could have done that you know what I mean? He wasn't that important to... Oh, I disagree the, with that on one regard because this is the whole point of why he was in it for such a small time because he brings in himself because he's Oh, no, I'm not reason. talking... Yeah, oh, okay. He has that aura about it that it has to be a big star. When he came out, I just thought I was looking like, it looks like he just came out of Star Wars. Well, he... <laughs> I never thought of that, but now you mention it, yes, he did look he at the same the hair, the ponytail and all that. and yeah. All that kind of okay, I'm glad you thought of that after, the, or I thought of that after the film. <laughs> I would have spent the entire time yeah, Star Wars. Didn't you? Because John said, at the same time, we both clicked, we're like, oh my God, it looks like he's in Star Wars. No, didn't enter my head at all until this very moment. You just put it there now. But <laughs> I would say that Leibniz, he brings gravitas or whatever you like to the part and to the role like it would be him it would be Jeremy Irons any of these big older actors Jared mm. um, Depardieu would be another one you know they're that yeah. sort of generation and older actors right but I really actually thought Liam Neeson could have done Andrew Garfield's part he's too old it has no. to be a young man no that mm. is very much a young and I was thought Benedict Cumberbatch could have done that part as well he's too old as well no I don't think so no I think he would have done that very well actually no he would he would pass for that like Garfield yeah, Garfield is in his 20s face. isn't he yeah because uh, he has a striking face and he's a very good actor and he can do the drama bits very well like well, yeah, but I think it's also he has he's too well known. It's too much a case so of. So is Andrew Garfield. No, not as much as come. I know because of Spider Man and so on, but still, it's well, maybe it's just me. I know Cumberbatch so well. I know Andrew Garfield from other parts, but I can just see him. I wasn't. I didn't feel when I was watching it that's Andrew Garfield all the time. I just got I into did. the character. I I couldn't. I don't know. I just felt Andrew Garfield wasn't right for that part. Okay, because he's getting huge praise. Okay. <laughs> and send the best. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I hope he's I mean, very successful, <laughs> but I mean, I just don't think, I think another actor would have done, I don't know, a bit better or something. I don't well, know. Well, I was, I mean, it's a very intense part after playing. Yeah. He's in every shot in the film, practically. Yeah. And it's a huge amount of time. I think, though, with all that, I was saying, it's, unless you're completely sympathetic to him and this and understanding of his belief, it's very hard to stick with the film. And there was a lot of times in the film where I was getting annoyed of impa- and impatient. Oh, for God's sake. And particularly a lot of the violence 
because it just seemed, oh, yeah, we have to punctuate every half hour with some horrific scene of violence. Yeah, that's what I felt as well, because people won't like it then. Yeah, that's what I felt, you know, and even then people like John said to me, he said, thank God there was someone that got their head cut off. And that was the one I bet like the least yeah, of all the scenes. Yeah, and he was scenes. like, thank God, because I was getting bored. I was like, oh. Well, no, 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 no. What <laughs> I felt. just can't get into the whole making I did, an effort to watch a movie. Always, I mean, that's the nature of the, but that's always been the way. That is not a modern thing. I know. That has been going on for, since the start of I film. Know, if you look at all films from 20s and 30s. now for people to be. Oh, no, you expect it to be worse. Come on. You'd expect people there. Were there people in the cinema checking their phones? There was a guy behind us that was, you yeah. can get the kind of light behind. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the sort of thing people now in ordinary films. But when I went to see The Martian now, literally, I would have done it in The Martian. When I went to see The Martian, <laughs> there were loads of people there in the, in the film checking their phones. And this is a film that is popular entertainment. Whereas something like this, um, you should be in the frame of mind where you forget there is such a thing as a phone. You're just so absorbed into the film. Yeah. And it's, but that's, that's what I mean. It's a specialised audience film. It is not a general mm, release yeah. film. And it's not film I would recommend to everyone. It, it's not, yeah, and no, very I few people I'd recommend yeah. it to. Yeah. Okay, well, that sums up um, Silence. Yeah. What would you give it out of 10? I'd actually give it an 8. Right, I would give it three stars again. I would say it's, it's as I said, film worth watching. Very glad I saw it mm. and very much enjoyed the experience. Don't intend to repeat it for a long time. Okay, which brings us into collateral beauty so we're now going the other extreme yeah. well this is what I was saying about religious connection this purports to be religious and dogmatic and spiritual yeah in its own way I would say that I mean I had recommended not recommended but I said last year that this was one of the films that I was looking forward to in the new year purely because Kate Winslet was in it yeah. I said it's a new Kate Winslet film I'm in and I have to say fair play to Kate Winslet when she appears in a bad film, she really goes for the worst of the worst. Yeah. Oh my God. The acting from Oh, not even the acting. Everyone the was acting. It's not the awful. acting. I don't mean she was bad in it. She wasn't great. I mean the film itself yeah. is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Yeah. Jaw droppingly, astonishingly. I wanted bad. to get up and leave. Oh, I I go again. Just to get I up would and go leave. again. I would go again just to look around at the audience and say, "Are you really taking this in?" A woman at the end of the film next to us she actually got up and she said well that was depressing I want to say yes but for different reasons it was depressing because they spent money <laughs> to make this fucking crap it's meant to be uplifting and yeah. it's, it's it is staggering how bad it is how bad it is and everything about it is bad they're, the concept they're, they're the great idea. actors they're great at Kira Knight and Mirren like what are you guys doing but the whole concept underneath it all the premise everything about it is Poisonous. It's wrong. It's. I would. I think. I thought of you with this. Do you know? Do you remember in Friends when Monica was assigned to make Mocklet? Yes. That's what I kept thinking of in this because they had something. Remember, and she made all these recipes yeah. with as little Mocklet as possible because it was pure poison. Evil. Yeah. I said, this is what this film is. It's come up with the most appalling idea, idea at the root, yeah. and it's desperately trying to make something around it. Because the whole point of the collateral, and I'm sorry if there's spoilers here because you really shouldn't go and see this film. <laughs> the collateral beauty is the collateral beauty of uh, someone dying. Yeah. And particularly a child. Yeah. Look at all the beauty there is when it, as a result of the child dying, is what she seems to be saying. Yeah. And you just go, what? No. Stop trying to make, it's so, 
Hollywoodish yeah. of let's make it's always let's always look on the bright no, side. It was it was them oh. trying to do a Hollywoodish thing of like a film that was you know, and they just couldn't get there. And it looks like they got tired in the middle of the film and just like, oh, just you know, do Throw it, it, it together. Yeah, oh, and it's oh, it's, and you saw where it was going at one point. I was like, when she oh. said, when the woman said, oh, and this. This woman sat next to me in the hospital and says, I was like, oh, I already know. I already oh. fucking know what's going to happen. We're going to see oh. this. And in, a lot of it didn't make sense. Because no. that whole bit where she is talking to Will Smith and you say, oh, so that's who she is. And he didn't notice. Or no, oh, maybe he's just been hiding. No, they would not have conversations like this yeah. if they didn't. Uh, I'm, I get, I'm trying not to give stuff away, but I'm dying to tell you the whole fucking plot because it's so... So bad. Awful. Yeah. And, and so offensive. Yeah, and I made a joke at the end of it and I can't remember and it was bloody brilliant. Damn you, collateral. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I will say t- several things that I laughed about was the stupidity of the dialogue. I mean, I was watching, did he really just say that? Ed Norton has a line where he says about when his baby was born. And he says something along the lines, because I did see it quoted again later on, the Irish Times, which also hated it, mm. um, saying it was f- seeing his baby born was he felt I was I felt like I didn't feel love anymore. It felt like I was love. And she goes, yes. And you go, no, fuck off. Because I remember when my child was born, when my son was born, my first thought when I saw him there, turned to the nurse, looked down and says, oh, my God, it's a boy. Isn't it? That was all that was going through my head at the time. I was clarifying because I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. But you're not thinking, oh, love. and love. It's shite. This is just so yeah. bad. But that, that, there's a line like that. But also how he meets the, the whole trio in the first place is when Kira Knightley turns up for the audition and she has this line that Edward Norton has written as this advertising executive. And I can't remember the line. I wish I could. But it's something along the lines of... Um, for emotion, shed your woes or something like that. And then she changed it. Shed your woes and embrace emotion. That's not, those aren't yeah, the lines. Yeah, something yeah, similar. Yeah, shed yeah. is in there anyway. And he says, oh my God, you've improved it so much. You've made it so much better. Yes, she's added grammar to it because what he said made no sense. The things like that, it's yeah. just so forced, so they, Yeah, they tried too hard to make a movie that was just... They were trying to do an It's a Wonderful Life for modern times. Some sort of fable yeah, like that or a Christmas carol. Yeah. And they that's why I'm saying the whole Mockler thing. They made something that is completely fake and try and pretend it's profound, mm. that there's a profound statement, there's beauty to be found in death. No, there isn't. If someone dies, and it's particularly if it's a child, it's horrible, it's upsetting. Yeah. You deal with grief. Yeah, and when they, they, they did the whole thing of... You know, uh, and then they they brought Will Smith into the room and showed the videos and said, "Did you do this?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." And then he's like, "Did you guys film me? Did you guys get someone to go around and film me?" I'm not mad at you guys because of that, but I'm mad at you to Ed Norton because you don't give your daughter. This. No, I'm yeah. fucking be pissed off. You said I'm I'm grieving, and uh, you guys fucking sent a person to film me on the streets and fake it. Yeah, fake the film. Oh. Like the, the fact fuck? what they do, the three of them do, is yeah. evil as well. Like these, Will Smith is a grieving father. He's been grieving for three years. His business partners decide to set up, hire three actors to convince so him he's they, mad. And yeah, so that they don't get fired. So they don't yeah, lose their so jobs. That they can, so that they can take over the business and get him declared incompetent. Yeah. These are his friends. And several times we see them feeling bad and guilty about it. And then, and but they all have their own inner turmoils as well, which yeah. are also 
patronising as fuck. Like Kate Winslet desperately wants a child. This is the whole thing. Yeah. And so much so, like we get an early clue in early on when she's in her office looking up sperm donor websites, yeah. which I didn't know existed, that there were websites and you can go through it. But she's doing it in the office. She's in an open plan office. Yeah. No but yet one she doesn't want like anyone to know no. about it. Yet she leaves these things hanging around yeah. that people keep finding and talking to her about it. But then the twist, not even the twist, but then at the end, the three uh, death, love and time that were supposed to help Will Smith are now also going to help. But they don't help uh, No, but give, give advice, you know, yeah. that kind of effect ending. Like, you know, thanks for, for paying me for doing that job. But listen, in your life, you know, whatever time is on your side or yeah, whatever you can still have a baby but he doesn't even say that to her like yeah that's but it's, it's just he these said, really, it looks like they that's the joke I made <laughs> it looks like they got those little quote books you know that you buy in oh, a bookshop book for a year like yeah that. in a year old shop and then just go through okay put that in for effect and put that in for effect and these were the phrases that these people would use they're like stock phrases pain is not a reason to neglect whatever you know (laughs) (laughs) well well, I mean the whole thing the guy tells Kate Winslet it's not really that you bring it that a child comes from you a child comes through you something along those lines and she looks at him nods and walks away and I went what? Yeah. What does that mean? No, and, and the, way he says, the way he says, you know, the woman under the bridge, she's my mother. Yeah. And you know her, she's my mother. And you know, are you just saying that she just mothers everyone else, that she <laughs> doesn't need to get an, a child so she yeah. should feel already like a mother? Like, what does that oh, even probably it. mean? Oh, like, wh- it's, it's, ju- it's, it's full of these it's head says that mean yeah. nothing. It's just, after, oh, it's ridiculous. I, I mean, forgot how bad that movie was. I mean, I'd say it would make a great double bill with Life of Brian. Because the Life of Brian was full of things like that. Consider the lilies. Yeah. <laughs> it was full of things like that. They but just this say one they things took that make serious. no sense. Yeah. They make no sense. And that's what I say. It's made up. And it's just so forcedly yeah. made up that no one can believe in any of this. Anyway. Let's finish now. Please. On that atrocious film. What's, how let's, many stars, if any? Well, you, that you're giving? I, um, I have to give it one because I have to give a star, a star rating. It has to be in there, and I'll give it a black star. I'll give it a 0. 0.5 just because. Reluctantly, yeah. grudgingly, and because you know I could one day make money out of that film and just write down all the lines and sell it as a little book on the yeah the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> the little book of collateral hope. Um, uh, um, overall, go on. Sorry. Oh no, you go. Well, what was your annoying character? Yeah. Is that what you were going that's, to come that's, to? Yeah, that's what I was going of the to whole say. Set. I wonder which film it'll be from. <laughs> Silence. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think all of them in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I No, I I think Kira Knightley was the more, the, her character was the most annoying okay. of all of them. No, maybe Ed, Ed Norton's. I don't know. It's mm. tough because Kira Knightley just seemed so, bleh, and I love her. <laughs> I really do love her as an actress. Yeah. But the, no, I like Karen actually as well. And the way they put love as the little flowery dress that yes. she would wear and the coat and the hair. All pr- oh. You know, if they had done love as a drunk girl, I'd love that. <laughs> the representation of love as a drunk girl or whatever. Careful, Marina. Now you're revealing far too much about yourself. Me? I don't mm. drink. 
<laughs> so you don't love. <laughs> That's your idea. Okay, so we will leave it at that because with some relief. Yeah. So yeah, it was a complete contrast in films. Oh, I would say complete. because you have something that is very artistic, high quality made film that they're yeah, working on full for of decades, meaning of actual yeah, meaning that will be last forever. Yeah, and I'd say people will actually study that film. I, I imagine they'll study yeah. this as well. On how not to make how a film. Even the room was better. Oh, the room is far better. It's the room is just epic of entertainment in France. But it is very similar to the room in that you go, how could they possibly have thought this work? Yeah. Just so and the amount of money probably spent on it as well. Yeah, well, it means such a major cast. Yeah. So. Okay. We will leave it at that again. <laughs> um, thank you very much for listening. I've been Marina Gorski. Well, what are we doing next week? Uh, we were we are doing Live by Night. Hopefully, Live by Night and, and La, 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 La Land. And you're going to see Sherlock in the lighthouse. I or well, in the cinema anyway. In the cinema, yeah. Right, so I'd be interested to see. <laughs> I'd be watching it at home. I'm so going to go be, with my we'll Benedict Cumberbatch T-shirt. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. I have a fan page and everything. <laughs> I follow him, and you're the only member. Yeah. <laughs> you're not allowed. Not let anyone else share this page. Sometime John comes to the meetings. You know, just just so I can talk to someone, just to collect you yeah. and take you home yeah. and drop you off. Is the meeting over yet, Marina? No. <laughs> <laughs> the face Mick made right now. Oh my god. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank okay. you very much for listening. I've been Marina Gorski. And I've been Benedict Cumberbatch. You know, you have. Don't you dare ever say that you've been Benedict Cumberbatch. He is a I've god. <laughs> just round it all off. Yeah, okay. now. Yeah. I've been Mick Jordan. Now we've done that. I've just done it again. And I've been Kate Winslet. <laughs> of course you have. Well, well, no, no, Juliette Binoche. Louise Brooks. Louise Brooks. Lenny. <laughs> Reefage style. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Woohoo!